Welcome to this episode of Safe Home Podcast for struggling teens and their families finding their healing path. I'm Beth Syverson, a mom of an 18-year-old son, Joey, who has been dealing with drug addiction, depression, anxiety, and suicidal ideation for several years. I am walking beside him as he struggles with his recovery while I work on my own personal growth and healing. Today's guest is Ellen Newhouse, a healer, author, podcaster, and actor from the Seattle area. Her memoir is called Nothing Ever Goes On Here, and she's the podcast host of Heart and Soul with Ellen Newhouse. For the past 31 years, Ellen has been in private practice combining transformational healing with acupuncture, sound healing, and energy medicine. She has so much going on in her life, but in this episode, we're going to focus on sound healing as a means to heal trauma. She's worked with lots of struggling teens as well as their parents. So thank you for being here at Safe Home, Ellen. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to talk about sound healing. Oh, me too. Yeah. Me too. I've delved into it just a tiny bit, sound baths and things like that. And it is mm -hmm. so powerful. And as a musician, of course, it's, I guess I get sound healing all the time when I play music. Right, <laughs> right. Well, and I wanted to just thank you at the beginning here for caring for our little family. You've always Aww. been so supportive yeah. and in intuitive and understanding and compassionate toward mm -hmm. our journey with Joey. And so I really <laughs> appreciate that and your, your willingness to come here and help us and all of the people listening with their families that are struggling. So absolutely. It is my joy. And you know, I, if Joey ever gets to listening to this, I just want to give him a shout out and say, I am holding space for you. I see you clean and sober and walking a new path. So I'm just going to hold oh. space for that. Yes. I yeah. would love that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, sound healing and these other alternative healing things that you do, is that how you grew up? Did you kind of grow up with, um, you know? No. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. In fact, I grew up in a fairly conservative Jewish home. And in the generation I grew up in, actually, doctors were considered sort of demigods. And. Yes. Oh, so yeah. when I was 26 years old, I woke up after getting the biggest and best job of my life a year and a half earlier, and I couldn't breathe. And I was like, all right, what are we going to do? And in those years, I smoked cigarettes. So I ran and I got a cigarette. And in my infinite wisdom, I thought, all right, if I can watch the smoke going in and out, I'm good. <laughs> and I got dressed and put on my tennies and went off to work. Uh -huh. And by 11 o'clock, I had to say, uncle, mm. I, my breathing was not right. Oh, what so, happened? Uh, well, I would spend the next two years having it studied, having my situation studied. And we all came to the same conclusion. I am not getting enough oxygen, but they had no idea why I wasn't breathing optimally. And at the very last doctor's appointment I had, I was offered good news and bad news. And I was like, all right. And they said, well, the, the bad news is, is we really don't yet know what's wrong. But the good news is we have a solution. And I leaned in all excited. And I said, yes. And they said, we're going to give you an oxygen tank. Oh, no. Yes. So at that point, I was now 28 years of oh, age. And I was like, no, no, that is not a solution. 
And in those days, so this is in the mm. mid-80s, this was well before alternative medicine existed. Mm. So I thought the only thing I could do at that point was to go home and talk to the main man. And I got on my hands and knees yeah. and I prayed to God. Okay. And I said, look, it, I am not ready to die, but I need your help. Like you need to get down here right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, he didn't. But what uh, I did was that I committed to a prayer practice like none other. Mm. I mean, it became my full-time job. Wow. And within one month, Beth, my entire wow. life changed. My entire beingness changed. So your lungs improved and... Well, not exactly. Okay. But what happened was that my mind changed. And I now became open to listening to the voices that I was hearing in my head. And what's difficult about that is that I grew up with a mom who suffered from severe mental illness. Oh. So when you start hearing voices, oh, no. you're thinking, exactly, oh. you're thinking, here I go. I'm going down oh. the same path as my mom, right? Uh -huh. The path that I have spent my entire life railing against. Yeah. 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 But I decided there was nobody else who could help me. So I decided to begin to follow those voices. Hmm. And they led me to the most incredible healers I have ever hmm. met. So it, can, it encouraged me to take a healing journey that at that point in life, you know, not many people were going on these healing journeys. Yeah, nowadays and, it's like the cool thing to do, but... Exactly. <laughs> but then it was like, well, what do you... You know, there weren't places you could go. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't established yet. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm there. I am taking this journey because I don't know what else to do. Mm -hmm. Long story short, it, it was a five-year-long journey. And at the end of those five years, in which I learned so much and that's what a lot of the my first book is about um and then at the end of the five years I was like I'm good I'm ready to go back to work I feel healthy mm -hmm. and I was like well what am I gonna do and I at that point my last job had been in high level sales at Vanity Fair magazine oh wow and I thought all right I'll make appointments and do high level sales again and at every single interview, all the symptoms began to come back. <gasps> okay. So I went ah. back to God and I said, what do you want with me? And one night at 3 a.m., I heard, you need to become a healer. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And I was mortified. I was like, no, that is not what I want to do. I don't even have degrees. I had a degree in economics and a degree in international relations, but <laughs> nothing to do with healing. Anyway, after crying for a month, I was like, all right, I accept. And I said to God, listen, here's the thing. I'll get an office, but you need to bring me people. Now, I did not imagine that that would ever happen happen. And I thought, all right, I'm off the hook. Right. 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 So I yeah. made this agreement. I got an office and my phone started ringing. Oh gosh, be careful what you ask for, right? <laughs> I know. And I was like, what? And I tried to convince everyone not to come. I said, I have no degrees. They didn't care. Uh, no, no, that's fine. I was shocked. Wow. And within, and I am getting to the sound healing, I promise. And within about 
eight to 12 weeks of doing this healing that I was being shown to do by guides that work with me. Mm -hmm. One day I heard, you need to put this sound into that person's knee. And I was like, absolutely not. I, I, this is, I am drawing the line. Because at that point, I, I didn't think I had a good voice. I had many issues with my voice. And I didn't want to use my voice. I mean, plus, I'm doing freaky enough things at that point in life. Yeah. Now, singing to people's bodies, come on. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, you're like, what kind of joke is this, God? What are you doing to me? <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh, I was mortified. Oh, man. So then I started to get these horrific headaches. And about six weeks later, I connected the dots that my unwillingness to use my voice was also creating these headaches. So I succumbed and I put sound into a person's, actually it was her shoulder. And oh my goodness, the healing that happened for her and my headaches went away. Wow. And that was, yeah. So that was the very beginning of me learning how to use sound for healing. Wow, that's incredible. You know, so many people suffer from chronic pains, migraines and yes. stomach issues and da 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 everything. And they just figure, okay, well, I guess that's just how it is or I'm getting older or whatever. And people just deal with it. But it sounds like you really figured out that your body was trying to tell you something. Oh, absolutely. And, and I mean, you don't want to walk around in life not being able to breathe yeah. easily. Yeah, you would like and, to get that fixed. Yeah, and yeah. it also created a lot of anxiety. And so ah. it was a lot of things put together. And so for anyone who's listening, if you are struggling with any kind of pain, any kind of chronic issues, I am here to tell you firsthand, Mm-hmm. You do not have to live with pain. Yeah. You do not have to live with any kind of disorders because that is our body saying something is imbalanced. Yeah. And that goes with, you know, any kind of addiction, whether it would be drug addiction or mm-hmm. porn addiction or eating disorders, any kind of addiction is simply a call from our bodies and our mm-hmm. spirits to come home to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not an easy journey. No, no, not at all. But it's like knocking on the door, say hello. And it starts, at least for me, it starts out small, like hello, knock, knock, knock. Yes. And then if you don't listen, it just starts pounding harder and harder and harder and more pain, more discomfort, more whatever, more out of control and until you stop and go okay what do you want (laughs) what are you trying to tell me yeah and it's not always crystal clear you know Mm -hmm. it's not like all of a sudden I got this magical understanding yeah um and I want people to know that because sometimes I think it looks like you know oh that person was just suddenly healed Mm. it's not really the truth you know these journeys take a long time And I believe once you are graced, and I say that wholeheartedly, once you are graced to be on the journey of healing, Mm -hmm. you will be healing for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what we do. That's why we come to planet Earth. Yes, yes, yes. I I don't know if you notice in my intro, I always call it um, struggling teens and their families on their healing path. Yes. Because we are going to continually be on a healing path forever 
Um, whenever we're going to get to the end. Well, I guess maybe when we die. <laughs> yes. And then, and then it keeps Then you going start all on. over again or right. whatever happens. <laughs> or, or it's on a continuum. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> yeah. So this path of just self-awareness and self-compassion and healing, that's what you live in, right? That's your whole world. Absolutely. And are there days where I'm really pissy? Yes. So if you are... <laughs> Pissy, I want to congratulate you. You know, I think sometimes this notion that um, a healing path looks like kumbaya, it does mm. not. Mm-hmm. You know, we go up and down and all through all the human feelings of anger, frustration, boredom, fear, grief, sadness, um, discompassion to ourselves, Mm -hmm. hatred. You know, I think so often we can get into a mode of feeling that our bodies have disappointed us, Mm -hmm. that they have betrayed us, that, or that there is something so wrong with me that, you know, I find myself in pain or in constant conflict with myself and others Mm -hmm. You know, I think that the healing journey is to discover who you truly are. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, who you truly are is divine love. Oh, nice. That's beautiful. But it exists underneath the piles and piles of oh. emotions and, you know, darkness and gray and red and pink and blue and all the different colors that we are made up of as human beings. And so if you're listening to this and you are pissed off, I say, amen, it is okay. And I congratulate you for being willing to feel that. Now, what I suggest to you is that you not sit with it, you not Mm -hmm. keep it in your body. So what can you do? All right, I'm going to give you a sound healing tool for anger. Okay, so if you're feeling anger or I'll put frustration in the same camp or, um, yeah, anger and frustration in the same camp, feeling any of those feelings or you're feeling trapped, that's another one we could put in the same. What I want you to do is I want you to feel it inside your body. Where does it live? You know, I think so often we're trying to get rid of anger or ignore it or deny mm-hmm. that we have anger, especially women. Mm-hmm. It's a cultural issue. Yeah, it is. So if you're you're sitting there with it, I want you to notice where does it live in your body? Mm-hmm. So right now, take a take a scan. Mm-hmm. Do you notice it in your head? Do you notice in your throat? Do you notice in your chest? Do you notice in your stomach? Mm, a lot of anger sits in people's mm-hmm. stomachs and cause a lot of problems. Yeah. You notice it in your legs, in your arms. Where do you notice it? Then what I want you to do is I want you to take a deep breath. And I want you to exhale so that the breath is representative of how you feel. So it might sound like this. Ah, like that, like a whoa. Can you feel that, Beth? 
Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I could feel that <laughs> You're far away from me. Well, yep. Yep. Yeah. So, so, and right now, Beth, can you feel any anger as we went through the scan? Did you feel any anger or frustration in your own body? Oh yeah. You said anger and I'm like, Oh, there it is in my stomach right there. Good. All right. So right now, what I want you to do, if you're game, are you sure, sure. All right. I want you to take a breath now that you've felt it. I want you to take a breath and let's put it on a ha and a ha. Really okay. get it out. Like imagine the anger coming up from your stomach and out your mouth. So take okay. a breath. Ha. Oh, good. Oh, excellent. I don't know where that came from. excellent now feel your stomach that's just one time feel your stomach now how does it feel it it's a little uh, enlivened like uh uh, like hello like it feels like oh hello you're paying attention to me excellent yeah and what you'll notice is that when you don't make it wrong Mm -hmm. we're feeling angry then you can have conversations Mm. with oh hi I notice that you're angry. I want to hold space with you. Like you said, you walk beside Joey. Mm-hmm. Let's walk beside these emotions rather than judging them, mm-hmm. rather than criticizing yeah. them, and say, hi, you know, can I walk hey, beside you? Yeah. You know? Now, sometimes in the beginning, you know, the emotion may not want to have anything to do with you Mm -hmm. you know it might flip you off with the little (laughs) bird and or it may just go silent Mm -hmm. but if you stay with it Mm -hmm. and you keep visiting it and you keep you know touching base with it it's like having a good friend Mm -hmm. that we don't ignore yeah that's so good because I you know through this a uh, couple of years with Joey, there's been many times where I've added guilt on top of everything. Mm-hmm. Guilt, you know, the sadness and the anger and the frustration and the terror uh, and the fear. And then I add guilt on top and that does not mm-hmm. help. So when you sit and judge whatever you're feeling, that just piles on. It doesn't help right. anything. It just makes, now you have to deal with the guilt you're also feeling. Exactly. Now you've added okay. another color. Another, another layer. layer. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you find yourself feeling guilt like Beth did, I want you to say, I forgive myself. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't need to guilt myself for an emotion that is true for me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where do we learn that from? That's a, I think that's a cultural thing. Women especially have learned to be guilty about a lot of things we don't need to claim. Right. And I think that some of it came... A long, long time ago from a religious idea that if I was, you know, a good person, then I wouldn't feel these things. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Right. If I were virtuous, I wouldn't have these exactly. bad feelings. I see. Exactly. Yes. Mm. So there's no virtue in denying our own feelings. Yeah. Dig in there. Oh, my gosh. It's so hard, though. It's better it with a guide like you, though, that, that can walk you through right if people just try to do this all by themselves with no tools in their bag yeah you know you're just like well it's easy to get overwhelmed with all of the feelings absolutely but someone absolutely. like you that is a healer and a um a guide or i don't know what do you call yourself <laughs> <laughs> a 
healer, transformational healer. Yeah. But I, I like the guide. I like yeah. the yeah. idea of a guide. Yeah. Just walking beside and, and helping process what, what's coming out because it can be pretty scary. Um, Absolutely. When you start uncovering feelings you don't want to really pay attention to. I mean, that's Absolutely. why they get stuck in our body, right? Because we're not willing to deal with them. So the yes. things get stuck. So it's so smart to go find a healer and uh, whatever ilk, you know, there's so many different ways you can go, right? Oh, absolutely. Nowadays. These days, there are <laughs> plethora. There's almost too many to get confusing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But for every single emotion, we can use sound. Ah, different use... sounds go with different emotions? Yes. Ah. So to get that anger out, we used ha. Mm -hmm. But let's say you feel very constricted. Let's say your heart especially feels very constricted. We can use the sound of E. So right now, I want you to feel into your heart and just notice if there's any constriction. Mm. And now just receive the sound. very interesting. So when I first noticed um, how my heart was feeling, I felt on the far left side of my heart chest area, I felt this tightness, like a, like a pinching. Mm -hmm. And as you sang, it was just like, like, I don't know what you did. It was just like right, the right pitch, just right, <laughs> right there. And it just sort of loosened and relaxed. Ah. That was really neat. Great. I don't now, know how what? you can do that over Zoom anyway. That is like incredible. <laughs> well, it's vibration. You know, sound comes you, through, right? Right. You think of um, sound waves. Yeah. You know, there, there are many sound waves going on uh -huh. all the time. Uh -huh. And so this is just another form of a sound wave. Uh -huh. and, um, and then I work with my intention. Uh -huh. So... It's not just the sound alone, but it's the intention uh, uh -huh, uh -huh. to open that area of constriction. Uh -huh. And then I envision, I visualize the sound going in there. Mm. And then, because we're dealing with constriction, I'm using a tone that can envelop the constriction, you know, rather than need it piercing, like... Uh. You know, I kind of saw it piercing, uh -huh. and if I met it, it would say, <laughs> like that would just encourage it to stay, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So the sound becomes nuanced after a while mm -hmm. of working with it, mm -hmm. but in the beginning, you just practice, mm -hmm. and so you use different things and you find out did that work? No, I feel worse. Okay, mm -hmm. now what mm -hmm. do I need to do? So you practice. Now, I also have the gift of having guides that work with me. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Because when you ask, how do you know? Well, I, Ellen, don't know. Uh -huh. I have no idea about 
when I open my mouth, what's going to come out. Oh, okay. Okay. I have no idea. But after 32 years of working with these guides, I trust that they know. Oh, and so they're guiding your voice to where they know that your person that you're working with needs the, the sound to go. Yes, absolutely. But we can absolutely learn through trial and error how to work with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we can all pray, whether, mm-hmm. you know, to whomever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you might believe in God or spirit or angels or the trees or the earth, mm-hmm. whatever you may mm-hmm. believe in, to ask to be guided. Mm-hmm. That's available. So that you... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and so that you know you're not alone, because I think a lot of issues with addiction, and I'm saying it that way because I know your show gears mm-hmm. specifically in that area, mm-hmm. is that we often feel alone. Yes, yes. You know, we often feel like nobody could ever, ever understand us. Mm-hmm. No, There's nobody here to support me, even when we can be sitting in a room of other people. Mm-hmm. It's, there's a, a level of existential aloneness. Yeah, there's a lot of hiding and covering, masking when you're dealing with addiction too. Absolutely. So. And talk about guilt. You yeah. know, it's like, oh my goodness. I mean, I think that, you know, say you're attempting to get sober and you, you go off for a day or a week or five weeks or five months or five years. I think the guilt... We, it it builds and it builds and it builds and it becomes almost like an entity of itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we don't want anybody to see that. We don't want to see it. And so we right. disconnect not only from other people, but from ourselves. Yes, that isolation is so dangerous. Yes. Uh, yeah, Joy's definitely struggled with that. And um, I've struggled with that, trying to keep in connection with him seriously to save his life because when he disconnects he he uses psychedelics and uh, could mm. easily do something really stupid while while um on a trip if he because he doesn't do it with a guide or a trip sitter yeah. um, right. so or he uses cough medicine that totally oh. dissociates him like he'll, he'll take a whole box of benadryl at a time mm. which is deadly and mm. or coracetin that stuff is so deadly if you're a parent and have teenagers in the house, please, please lock up your cough medicine. Actually, lock up all of your lock meds. Up all of, Just yes, lock them all yes, up because the kids yeah. get into everything and they take way more than you think they're going to. So the stuff that he does when he's feeling isolated is mm. deadly. Yeah. And it's it's really terrifying. So it's one of the reasons I've tried whatever relapse, whatever he's doing to stay connected, which yes. is um, it's, and it's so tricky. Beth- Okay, so if you're like a parent like Beth and and you are not in, say, physical contact with your son or daughter or loved one who's dealing with addiction, what you can do, and I love this, and in fact, I think we should do it today, okay. is you can connect with Joey mm-hmm. through sound. Nice. Let's do and it. How do you so, do that? Okay, so um, let's imagine that there are cords that you can be connected to his heart. Now, the thing about using cords is that I don't want you then to take on any of his pain. 
Gotcha. So actually, I'm not going to use quartz. I take it back because <laughs> <laughs> I, I you're too sensitive. And I think you'll <laughs> take it on, and I don't want. I to do, do tend that. to do that. Yes. Yeah, and so let's just send him love mm-hmm. with the sound. Okay. All right, and I think a beautiful way is to imagine the sound going through his third eye, mm. through his throat, and through his heart. Okay. And at the very end, we will ground it through his feet so that he feels connected to the earth. Right? Nice. Okay. So right now, I just want, I want you to practice. So I want you to imagine that you can sense the sound that he's needing through his third eye so that he can see more of himself. What sound or color, because sound and color are the same, comes to you? Um, ooh, ooh, nice and high. Perfect. I don't know what All that right. means, but that's what came. Excellent. All right. So right now, we're going to do that together. Okay. okay? And so you want it to be a high sound, mm-hmm. a high pitch. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So take a breath, and now I want you to envision him. And envision him whole and healthy. I'm going to send that sound. And any of you, if you want to work along with us, you Mm -hmm. can do the same. Just envision Joey or your loved one healthy Mm -hmm. and whole, Mm -hmm. no matter what's going on for them. And let's sound the sound, ooh. Just breathe and just feel. How does that feel to send him love to the That was pretty delicious. It felt Good. like I was doing something. I don't know what it was, but it felt like, because there's so much I feel helpless about, but it felt like I could do that. <laughs> I yeah. feel like, yeah, maybe he felt that, or maybe he on some level feels that. I can easily It do might that. be interesting later on to see because yeah. he has no idea okay. that you're sending this wow. to him. It may be interesting to see later on what happened for him. Yeah, I'm looking at the clock. Hey, Joey, what were you doing at 210? <laughs> 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 on Wednesday. <laughs> okay, so now imagine his throat. Mm. What sound comes to you that he needs? Ah, mm. uh, the First sound that came to mind was an O. I got the same thing. Did you? Exactly the same thing. Yes, exactly the same thing. All right. So this time, envision his throat and envision the sound with love and nourishment so that he can begin to speak his truth, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Okay? And we'll do it on an O. Okay. And, And what tone? Did you hear any tones or just the vowel? Oh, right around there. Okay. And it feels like it needs one more time. Do you agree? Sure. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's do it one more time. Oh. 
that felt so much better. The first mm-hmm. time it kind of felt resistant. Like I felt mm-hmm. resistance coming back at mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said, let's do it mm-hmm. one more time. Mm-hmm. All right. And now into his beautiful heart. What sound do you, what vowel? Oh, the sound I got was a hum. So maybe that doesn't work. Do you have to have a yeah, vowel? Yeah, no, hums, hum? hums totally work. Okay. Okay. So you hum in on any vowel you want and I'll hum along with you. Okay. Okay, so envision this beautiful heart and going to hum. And what I love about you getting a hum is that a hum sound closes the sound, so it's like a closed circuit. And it may be that he was too open in, um, and that he's needing to close down. He does get op- he, he has a very open heart, and that does get him into trouble sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then we're going to do the last time through his feet. So what sound comes to you through his feet so that he is grounded? Uh, the first sound that came to mind was an ooh, and nice and low, I guess, because we keep going down the body, so... A low Perfect. Ooh. Perfect. A low ooh. All right. So we're going to do a very low ooh. Ooh. How did that feel for you to do? It felt very connecting. I love that. It felt, I felt connected to Joey. I can't wait to talk to him. That's going to be very interesting. Okay. So if you are like Beth and you're not physically close and sometimes it's hard to be connected um, when people are either actively using or, or on their journey, healing journey, you can connect with them through sound. Mm. So I think it, I like what you said, which is sometimes you feel hopeless and you don't know what to do. Yes. Or feel like you can do anything. Yeah. This you can do all the time. Oh, that was a beautiful gift. Thank you so much. This is, oh, this is so great. Yeah, because m- much of my life lately has been letting go, letting go. I guess I got to let go some more, let go, let go, let go. But mm. this is a way that I can keep connected with him, but it doesn't, ask him to do anything, right? I'm not, right. I'm not telling him do this, do that, which is what I used to do. I used to just fix him and try to problem solve for him. So I can't right. do that anymore. So, but this is something that I can do and he can receive if he wants up in his spirit world or wherever it lands. And absolutely, even if he doesn't get it, even if he doesn't grab it, it helps me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, you know, the sound cannot harm him. Mm-hmm. And if he's not ready to receive it, then he doesn't. Right. It's just a closed so door. But... I think it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah, I think so yeah. too. Well, how does it work? How, how does sound healing work? Is it, does anyone know? Is it <laughs> is just a mystery know? or is it? You know, there's lots of theories about how it works. Um, 
There is a man named Fabian Maman who's done a great deal of research. And what he did in the 80s is he did um, these research on um, uterine cancer cells. And he applied sound to the cancer cells, asking the question, can I change the nature of the cell to no longer be a cancer cell? Wow. And he applied, you know, all sorts of instruments. And in the end, he was able to change the nature of the uterine cancer cell by using the voice. Wow. And so what he said was that the voice is the most powerful instrument because it has its own consciousness. Oh, yeah. 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 It's not external instruments, part of your own whole self, right? Right. Right. And it also has its own consciousness beyond us. Oh. Oh, I'm going to have to think about that for a little bit here. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, today, sound is being used more and more in medicine. Think of an ultrasound. Oh, I never thought of that. That's what it is. What is it? A high frequency sound? Very high. That you can't hear at all. No. And so, and there are other new sound, um, kind of ultrasounds coming. Actually, I can't can't think of the name of it, but um, other kinds of therapies where sound is being used. Ah. And I believe going into the future, we'll we'll know, we will be able to learn a lot more Mm -hmm. than we know now. But what we know is that we can change the vibration of a cell. And what are human beings made out of but cells? So you can change yourself down to the cellular nature Mm -hmm. by using sound. Wow. Okay, this is blowing my mind a little bit. I have to really kind of soak this all in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really, it's really pretty intense. Thinking, thinking how big this is, right? It's yes, like- yes. In fact, there was a man um, who, oh, what was his name? He was an incredible healer, and he said that that sound will be the greatest healer in the future. Wow. And guess what? Pharmaceutical companies cannot buy it. Right. (laughs) It cannot be. And it can't be. Can you abuse sound? I don't think so. I don't. Well, there are ways that people can abuse sound. Absolutely. I suppose. Um, I mean, anything can be abused. Um, But for the way that most people will utilize it, Mm -hmm. no. Mm Mm-hmm. But you do need to, you know, be thoughtful mm-hmm. and about how you're using it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you don't want to use it for not good things. Yeah, I suppose, yes, you like know. anything. Um, but they found, even in the early, like, 2003, there was a the scientist did a study at the Michigan State University, and it showed that listening to music can significantly increase the levels of interleukin-1 in the bloodstream. Interleukins are a family of proteins associated with blood and platelet production. Mm. So that can affect, you know, Mm. um, many different diseases and give us cellular protection against Mm. AIDS, cancer, and other diseases. So participants in the study who listened to music were able to reduce 
there are levels of cortisol, stress hormone, that can depress the immune system by as much as 25%. Wow. Well, I love that because I'm a musician and is music and sound healing like what we just did? Is it the same thing or is it different? It is different in that I'm using intention. Ah, that's the difference. Okay. But if you are a musician who uses intention to use it for healing, then it's the same thing. Absolutely. Well, and how many times have I cried? Like, even if I wasn't trying to, if a music piece of music can just hit me between the eyes, you know, music is very powerful that way. It can get in the dark corners that, you know, maybe your mind or your rational thought can't get the music. I I think that's part of it is it goes beyond our rational thinking, which is really helpful. Yes. You know, because it, it brings us to a different place in our being than we can normally get to through, through logical or rational, what we call rational Mm -hmm. thinking. So, yeah. One of the things I've done to help me survive Joey's adolescence is I've been taking taiko lessons, the Japanese taiko drums. Oh, It is so amazing. The vibrations of those giant drums are so, they can practically knock you over. You can feel them in your body. uh, At least when you're not, on zoom oh gosh taking drum lessons on zoom is so not fun but it's better than nothing but when we got to the studio again oh it almost every single time i go to class the very first warm-ups i start to cry absolutely so this is a sound healing that you're doing to yourself yeah with i don't even know i mean what would happen if i put some intention into it wow I'd be unstoppable. (laughs) Well, I think you should try it. It would be really interesting to get very intentional and to Uh see, you know, if you want to use the sound for, say, that session of releasing anger, releasing Uh frustration, releasing your sadness, releasing Uh grief. We'd be curious to see what would happen. Fabulous. Now, I've been to a sound bath where there's been a whole bunch of crystal bowls and gongs and is that using the same concepts, but just with a whole bunch of things and with a group? Yes, absolutely. And so, in fact, we're going to end today with okay. the sound bowl. And so different sound bowls will do different things. So this sound bowl opens the heart chakra. Okay. Is it because of so, a different frequency? Because yes. the sizes are different, so the frequencies hit you differently. Absolutely. Gotcha. Yeah. And, you know, I so... So, you know, that's a form of sound healing, you know, the bowls, a gong, bells, any sounds at all Mm. can be used for sound healing. Nice. You know, so I think a lot of it is also with your intention. Okay. Of what you're intending to happen. Mm -hmm. So for this sound healing, what would you like to intend for those people who are listening? Oh, wow. Okay. Hmm. Let me think about this. Ah, I... Can I ask for compassion, like oh, more absolutely. compassion for their their loved ones or themselves? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I want to say something about compassion because I think it's misunderstood. You know, I think sometimes people feel like, well, if I have compassion, does that mean I'll just let anybody do anything, walk all over me? And, you know, how does that work? And true compassion is knowing your boundaries. Mm. So when we have true compassion for ourselves and for others, we know 
what my boundaries are and we know Mm -hmm. what the other person's Mm -hmm. boundaries are. And then we hold everything in between with compassion. Nice. That's a very nice way to say that. Yeah. All righty. So all that I want those of you who are listening is to just come into a comfortable place um, so that you can just allow yourself to settle in and find a place where you can close your eyes and bring your attention into your heart chakra. And for those of you who don't know what the heart chakra is, just imagine where your heart is Mm -hmm. and find your attention there and then just receive the sound of compassion.
taking a nice deep breath. Allowing yourselves to just notice how do you feel now? Ah, that was so nice. Hmm. I had a it felt like an energy that was radiating up and out from my heart. Mm. It was like warm, like warm and and very energized, very vibrant energy coming up and out. And I felt a loosing in my jaw about oh. halfway through. So I don't know what that means. Lovely. <laughs> it means that you wouldn't be able to be more compassionate with yeah. yourself, you know, because we hold... We tend to hold a lot of judgment in our jaws, yes. a lot of our fears and concerns yes. and constrictions. Uh-huh. Feeling like I can't say what I need to say, right? If exactly. Ah, yeah. oh, well, watch out. Whoever I'm running into tonight, I'll say whatever I need to say. <laughs> Sorry, and Jan. With compassion. <laughs> yeah, with compassion. It'll be full of compassion. <laughs> Oh, that was just beautiful. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much. This has been great. How can people get a hold of you? The easiest way is to go up to my website, which is ellennewhouse.com. Or if you're interested in learning more about my journey that may help your journey, you can also go up to Amazon and look for my book, Nothing Ever Goes On Here. Yeah. Would you like to talk about your one woman show or is that? Oh, I would. But right now it's on hiatus because of COVID. Ah, so COVID. It, it was. Um, so just briefly, the one woman show um, was created by Jolene Adams. And it is um, based on my memoir. Nothing ever goes on here. And it was incredible, if I might say so myself. It was an hour and 25 minutes, and I performed 41 characters in that time without any makeup or wardrobe change. Do you have a background in acting? I did. Okay, okay. So I was an actress many, many years ago. Okay, good. Phew. How did you do that? (laughs) That's amazing. So maybe someday when COVID clears up more and people go out to the theater? I think the next iteration that the plan, the current plan is, is that Jolene will create it into a movie. A one woman movie or put actual characters to it? No, there will be actual characters. Oh, okay. I will play my mother in that movie. Oh, wow. That will be healing, I'm sure. Yes. And probably really difficult. (laughs) Yes. And it was very healing to play her in the show. Actually, she was one of my favorite characters because as her daughter... You know, I wanted her to be different, but in the show, she got to be exactly who she was. Fascinating. Yeah. Well, that whatever that creative work is that you did for your your show, it will transform now, thanks to COVID, into something even bigger that more people will be able to see. So, from your mouth <laughs> to God's ears, I hope I so. Hope I so. Hope so. It sounds so yeah. amazing. I wish yeah. I could have seen it. Well, thank you so much, Ellen. This has been delightful. I feel like I just got such a big treat today. I got to be on oh. the receiving end of all that healing 
energy you have. Thank you so much. Oh, and thank you. Thank you all for listening and supporting Safe Home Podcast. Just please spread the word. If you think that this episode or any of our episodes would help another family, other teens or parents or anyone struggling with addiction or pain or stuckness in any way, please share this with, mm. with them. And that would really help us out and help. I don't know. I'm sure Ellen is the same way. We just want to help people to have a more fulfilling and true lives for themselves. So yeah. And as we heal ourselves, we heal the world because each one of us is a vibration that come bringing ourselves to the collective raises the vibration of the whole world. So yes. nothing that you do for you is done in isolation. Right. And yeah. It all helps so let's everybody. all raise the vibration of the planet. Woohoo. Excellent. <laughs> now I will list all of the links that Ellen mentioned in this episode. I'll list those in the show notes. Please also find Safe Home Podcast on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and share with your friends. And I also wanted to remind you that we do have a Patreon account. It's at patreon.com backslash safe home. It's a great way to support the podcast, helping us maintain this commercial free enterprise. And I want to welcome our newest Patreon member and thank you so much to Susan Shaw, who joined Patreon this week. Thank you so much. So thank you again for listening. Ellen and I really want you to Stay, Stay safe. safe.